conversations with wedding professionals as they share their stories, insights, and tips from inside the wedding industry. We'll chat about how to be authentic and that it's okay not to be perfect or run your business like someone else's Instagram. Let's dive into the privilege it is to serve our clients and discover the talented creatives that make up our community. When we share what we know and who we are, we better serve our couples as a wedding day team, as well as each other. Simply put, be fabo. Now here's your host, Bobby Brinkman. I'm super excited to give you a little bit of information about Taylor Griffith. She is a writer, a lemon lover, and the boss around her business, Lemon Tree Editorial. She founded Lemon Tree Editorial back in 2019 to help wedding vendors embrace their individuality on their website and also help with inclusive language. In her former life, she was a corporate content marketing manager. In her former, former life, she was an SEO copywriter. And in her former, former, former life, she was an award-winning newspaper journalist. Lemon is her favorite color because she founded her business with the intention of all the joy that it would bring her. She wanted to name it something after that brings her joy. Hence, Lemon Tree Editorial. She really doesn't like small talk, although, man, she's a really good wordsmith and she's a pro at doing that. And you can always curse around her. Also, I want to give her a nod here that she is a 2020 bride and she is having a 2020 wedding. And her and David and their fur baby Oliver will be saying I do uh, in November. And we're going to keep our fingers crossed that COVID-19 is moving out of the way so she can move forward. But they have experienced some of their wedding festivities being pushed aside by COVID. So I'm really thrilled that she decided to join us and share with us. I think it's just great to have a couple and a a bride-to-be that knows a little bit about what our couples are dealing with. And because she's a bride... She is able to let us know what her and David were looking for when they were searching for their uh, to book their vendors. Inclusivity language was one of the things they looked at because they wanted to hire people that had the same beliefs and loved all people and wanted to include all people and wanted to support all people. So if you don't think it's important to have inclusive language just for that community, it's also vital important to have it for allies. And that is indeed what uh, Taylor is. Her pronouns are she and her, and I'm super excited to have her back on the show to talk all about inclusivity. So everybody, please welcome Taylor to the show. All right, friends, as promised, we are back, and today we are talking all about having inclusive language on your website and social medias, and I'm going to remind you that I am thrilled to be talking to an amazing lady that knows this topic inside and out, We're going to be talking about pronouns. So I want to introduce you to Taylor Griffith. She, her are her pronouns. My pronouns are also she, her. So Taylor, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. We have a, it's one of the very near and dear to my heart. And I'm thrilled that you're going to lighten us with your knowledge and your wealth and your humor. So remind our listeners a little bit about who you are how you got to this stage of your career, and just remind everybody how wonderful you are. (laughs) Thanks for having me back, Bobby. It was so fun last time. We had to do it again. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, My name is Taylor. I am a website copywriter who specializes in the wedding industry. My business is Lemon Tree Editorial, um, and I have been a writer my entire career. Uh, I have a journalism degree. I was a newspaper reporter for several years. Then I worked in SEO. I worked in-house marketing, agency marketing, the whole nine yards. Always had a a side hustle, freelance writing on the side. And I finally decided to take my business full time and really wanted to narrow down on what industry I love the most and what kind of work I like to do the most. And uh, I looked at my portfolio and it was my wedding clients were all my favorite <laughs> ones. So I narrowed in on the wedding industry and it has been the best decision ever. So inclusive language is a, a passion project for me that um, if you follow me on, on Instagram and you know, I won't shut up about it. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so it's not like an official thing that I offer, quote unquote. Um, it's just something that I really care about. And whenever I write websites for my clients, I make sure that they're always written using inclusive language because it's very important that everybody feels like they belong. And we're going to be talking a little bit about 
website and how to whip that website in shape. But I want all our listeners to know that while we're recording this during COVID, Miss Taylor is also one of these lovely couples who is having her wedding affected by COVID. She was supposed to have her uh, bridal shower this weekend. And lo and behold, it it is not able to happen. So listeners, I want you guys to know that that's one reason we reach out and I listen to you guys and I really make sure that we find people that are professional and that have a heart for the wedding industry. And so I want all you guys to, uh, when this airs, we're going to shout out to Miss Taylor and wish her well. She is getting married in November, so that's still going forward. Um, So, you know, we're going to send her all the best wishes. But again, we thank you for your time. So inclusive language. I want your definition. Our listeners have asked quite a bit. There's a variety and there's differences. Yep. Let's, you're the pro. For all day to day, you are the pro and you're the wedding industry. I will preface this by saying, everybody, neither of us are lawyers. We're not financial advisors. We don't have a crystal ball. This is our professional opinion. And we feel yep. why you should have inclusive language. Not telling you have to, not telling you don't have to but I can tell you that'll make an impact on your business. I know Taylor's going to tell you that. So keep that in mind when we're talking, we are not here to offend. We're here to include everybody. Um, so and again, thank everybody for the questions that come in and follow me. Roll. So Ms. Taylor, what exactly yeah. is inclusive language? Um, here's how I define it. It's words, both written and spoken that respect and acknowledge human diversity. So you're, you're recognizing in your writing and your speaking that there are differences among, among all of us. And I really appreciate your disclaimer there, Bobby, about like, you know, don't get offended. Uh, And this is, this is a hard conversation to have, which Mm -hmm. I think is why so many people don't have it. And why I really respect you, Bobby, for being interested in talking about this subject, because it's just a tricky one. People feel weird. They don't know what to say. They feel embarrassed to ask. They are worried that they're going to offend somebody. And so like I'm, while I do worry about offending people also, I think that getting this message out there and advocating for inclusive language is more important than possibly putting my foot in my mouth. And so I'm happy to be your, your guinea pig here and, and talk about it and hopefully still don't want to offend anybody. But um, if it happens, just know that this is going to be a frank conversation about right. what's okay, what's not okay, um, and all those things. Oh, and that's what we have here, candid conversations. And that's exactly what I call the podcast is mm-hmm. we're having candid conversations. But I also think that by not having inclusive language, we're offending people too. I mean, we're we're in a generation and a time that what's politically correct anymore. And I also want to preface this by saying, when I want us all to be inclusive and diversified, I'm not only talking about the LGBT community, which I'm proudly a member of. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about African-American. I'm talking about Asian. I'm talking about, I'm talking about everybody. Yeah. I have a big long list. Exactly. And that's like my big, my big thing because most people, when you hear the, the thought about diversity or inclusive language, you're thinking about the LGBT community, which is a very important part, but, and especially impacts us in the wedding industry. Right. But right. it's not just LGBT community. It's also, um, the disabled community. It's, Uh, the black community, Hispanic community, Asian community, interracial marriages, interfaith marriages, second marriages, older couples who are getting married for the first time, people who have children when they get married, plus size couples. I mean, the whole rigmarole of any sort of like color, shape, size, under the sun, all of those things fall in the inclusive language category. So the whole point of inclusive language is to tell people that you welcome them with open arms into your community. And by, by not having inclusive language and not showing them and telling them through the words and images on your website and your social media, um, you are signaling to them subconsciously that they are not welcome and they are not wanted. And so they're going to take their business elsewhere. Right. And in our other episode that we talked about, we talked about copywriting and using the right words to get the customers to click on through to contact yep. you. We're right back to that same subject again. It's again, let's whip that website into shape. It's right here on your website. I'll remind everybody that Tina links back to everything wonderful that Taylor does. So don't worry about catching all her everywhere you can find her. Tina will get you to those things. But her website is very good about talking about this. So that I think would be the first step is we go back to the website again, right off the bat, you know, do we have to shout, I love all people, or all people welcome here? Like for me, I have everyone welcome here. But I mean, yeah. how do you shout it loudly? Yeah. How do you say it professionally? 
yeah. then you don't offend people left and right. And it's again, more than just the photos, but you need to show the yeah. photos to go with the words. Yeah, so your words and images need to match. So not only do you need inclusive language in terms of your words, but you also need inclusive images. So all of my wedding vendors, and this is not to you know criticize or demean anybody, but if you open up your Instagram feed and you look at your, your feed and your profile there, and there is not a black person, an Asian person, a Hispanic person, a same-sex couple in sight, then you that would be something that i would highly recommend you work on because if new people are getting engaged every day so you're constantly turning over who your customer base is they will be looking for you a new person will be looking for you tomorrow who wasn't looking for you yesterday because they weren't engaged yesterday they're going to look at that feed know nothing about you and just visually you're telling them oh i welcome same-sex couples i welcome interracial couples i welcome older couples plus size couples poor couples, elopements, whatever. You're telling that with your images. You also need to say it with your words. So of course, even though I am an expert on the word side, I have many thoughts about the images exactly. piece of it too. So in terms of like, how loudly do you say it? How directly do you say it? Everybody's their own special snowflake. So it's up to you whether you want to have a rainbow flag in the bottom of your footer, or if you want to say love is love, or we celebrate all couples, how direct and how many places you want to put it is up to you. Um, but there are some very simple language swaps that everybody can make swap an exclusive word for an inclusive word, and it solves your problem. And this, I should note, shouldn't just be on your website. It should be on all of your marketing materials. So that's email, social media, um, any kind of like a welcome packet or a freebie or anything, but also in your contracts um, and your invoices, places, you know, the business side of things too. So what kind of language swaps am I talking about? Things like um, stop writing for brides. Stop saying welcome bride or soon to be Mrs. or whatever. Some, some people who are looking to get married aren't brides. Some, you know, what do you do if you have two men getting married and now they just see, hey, bride, you're telling them that they're not welcome there because you're not talking to them. And it has to do with, um, you know, straight couples too, because like I, as Bobby mentioned, I'm getting married in November. Um, my fiance is a super planner. The two of us are, he's been very, very involved in the wedding planning process and he's looking at websites and people are not talking to him. And it just makes us like less interested in working with somebody who doesn't welcome us with open arms. And, and again, the industry and the vendors that are listening in, this is, this is involved in the wedding industry. This is involved in the world that we live in. I mean, you know, 25 years ago, it was only brides looking at things because we didn't really have websites. It's when you think about it back in the day, I've been around for 40 years. So yes, people did used to come to my office and it would primarily be a bride and her mom yeah. and maybe a sister. We very seldom saw as the generations changed and we, and we get you know more media and everything else in our face, we now to change. So we have to adapt. So I know a wedding, as wedding vendors, and this goes for all genre, every, whatever industry section you're in, we can yep. use inclusive language. What's the best place to start, aside from hiring somebody fabulous like you, but what is the best place for us to start and knowing what section and where to start being a little more inclusive just in, our, in the website that would transition into our social yeah. media and everything else? Yeah. Um I think the easiest place to start is the homepage because of course that's where people go first. That's where the bulk of your really persuasive language is that you're using. Um, and just like super simple five minute DIY strategy is like I said, there's some words that are exclusive that you can switch to inclusive. Just do a find and replace. Look for bride, switch it to couple or fiance or whatever. Look for Mr. and Mrs. Change that to partners, look for husband and wife, change that to spouse, um, you know, all, all different things. So very easy. Like you can just, just change those words alone. And that makes a big, a big difference. Don't forget though, to also go back to again, like your contracts, places like that, where you wouldn't necessarily think about it because you want somebody to have a good experience the entire way through booking with you. 
Um, and so if on your contact form, for example, you say, tell me your name and tell me your, the groom's name, you're A, assuming that the person filling it out is a bride and B, assuming that they have a groom that's getting married with them. Instead, just say your name, your partner's name or couple, you know, partner one, partner two, or tell me the name of a happy couple. Um, it's, you know, and that's helpful too, because sometimes it's the mom who's reaching out and getting inquiries. Sometimes it's, I don't know, uh, a bridesmaid or a maid yep. of honor, you don't know. So and it just, happens a lot, especially in destination weddings where a lot of couples are, you know, medical or lawyers and they're very, very crazy. They have this whole team of people that are helping them. And, yeah. and, and I'll share this vendors. If you don't think that this will happen to you and you think it's okay to have bride's name, groom's name, and they come back with Chris and Chris, I challenge you to mm -hmm. ask, to I challenge you how you're going to proceed to go forward. Um, yeah. A few years ago, I was speaking and that was one of the questions that came up is they didn't change anything. And then they did change it and it still came back Chris and Chris. So yeah. they're like, so what do we do? So that brings us to that category. So now I have, I'm using my inclusive language and I've yeah. got my contact forms. Now, what do I do? Is it okay for me to say, what do I call you? What do you want to be called? And yeah. until you book somebody, I would worry less about that and be respectful of getting to talk to them. So that brings up the pronouns that you and I use at the beginning. Yeah. How do I know what pronouns to use? And should I be using the word pronoun on my website? That's one of the questions. I'm changing all my inclusive. I want to be inclusive. Do I actually say what pronouns would you like me to use? I mean, is again, very direct on a website before yeah. somebody's signing up with me. How far do I push that button? Yeah. Um, I think a better place, let's take that piece by piece. So in terms of you, the wedding vendor who is saying, here's how I identify and what my pronouns are, a better place to put that is like in your Instagram bio, in your LinkedIn um, bio or your LinkedIn name, like places like that where you have a profile listed on the not wedding wire where you can say, you know, Taylor Griffith, she slash her, those right. are my my pronouns. I always put it this way for the people who don't care about that. Like somebody who doesn't know what, um, like personal pronouns are, they don't care. They, they don't, but the people who do care, they really Love care. It. So just put it in there for them because it will signal to those people that you're, uh, that you're woke for, <laughs> for lack of a better term, that you know what you're talking about, that you, you care about them. Exactly. Um, on your website itself, most websites, especially if you're a one person team, but not always, um, a lot of them are written from the first person perspective. So you're writing almost like a, a diary or like you yourself wrote the, the website. And so I don't think you need to put your pronouns, your personal pronouns out there specifically in the way you would on like an Instagram bio or something, because you're writing your own about page, for example. So, um, uh, you, you would say things like I, she, her, when you're talking about people on your team. So you're kind of using those in the language already. So you don't have to put it in there. It, you certainly always can. Um, in terms of where do you, when is the right time to ask somebody? Um, I think anytime that you're going to be communicating with them, you want to ask. So if, for example, you on your contact page, like you could say, partner one, partner two. Um, and then you could ask about the, the person who's writing the email, what are your personal pronouns? You could do that right in your contact form. And I think it's not a big deal. Just have a drop down. The, the three options are she, her, he, him, or they, there. Um, and so you could just have a drop down. Somebody selects whatever they want, but now you know what to call them. If you feel like that's a little too abrupt, you can wait until after they submit something to you. Be very careful in your response not to say any of those pronouns right. and then politely ask them, um, what would you like me to call you or um, something like that. And again, for the people who don't care or don't know, they don't know and it's not a big deal for them. But for the people who do care and do know, they will have a response. They know what that means and they will have a response ready for you. Um, and I should note too, that asking somebody, what do you want to be called is talking more, just more than about gender identity. It's also like for a, a straight couple who the woman's not changing her last name or both parties are picking a new last name. And now you went from two different ones to a brand new one for the both of them. You don't know. I mean, I have so many 
friends who have gotten married not change their last name and as they're being announced on their wedding day the dj says mr and mrs you know gregory terrio and it's like well rachel didn't change her last name she's still rachel zimmerman so you know there's like pieces of of that too that apply more than just to the lgbt community well and just call people by their first name this is what i go i mean i think to myself this is not hard you know, I'm from the generation of, and I still have, my, my father's been dead for, you know, 30 some odd years, but there are still people that I see from my dad that I now at almost 60 have every right to call him, but he's still my elder. And it's, yeah. hey, Mr. Harrison, how are you today? Yeah. I mean, that's how I was raised. And I think we're in the South. We're a lot like that. So do people call you Mr. Bobby when they reach out to you? Exactly. You know, and the number of people, and that's what I said, you know, so I'm like, no, you can just call me Bobby. I learned um, a few years ago, they kept calling me ma'am. And they would go, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And, and then they would go, Miss Bobby, Miss Bobby. So I finally, after about an hour and a half, and this is a lovely groom, and I, I, he was a, he's a doll. He's that typical mm-hmm. Southern gentleman. And I had other people around me saying, Bobby, just let it go. I'm like, oh, why can't he just call me Bobby? Why can't he just yeah. say Bob or Bob? I mean, why can't he, you know? And I go, I haven't done enough to educate that I want him to just call me Bobby, you know? Yeah. But I try not to run that, you know, I'm trying not right. to, I try not. So I finally, we get ready to do some more pictures. And I finally said, using his name, I said, can you do me a favor? For the rest of the day, I'm so privileged to be here, but can you just call me Bobby? No, ma'am. No, Miss Bobby, I cannot. My grandmother, my great-grandmother, and my mama are sitting right there. I will never disrespect a woman. It will always be me. And I mean, I saw him call teenagers Miss So-and-so. Yeah. So I knew right then. Yeah. I have to respect that. Yeah. It is, that is how and this is why this is why inclusive language is both yeah. written and spoken. It crosses both. But so a, a nice thing to say would be, Hey, Miss Bobby, do you mind if I call you Miss Bobby? Exactly. Or and you do you do the opposite. And that's a, such a good point too about like manners. Um, people very rarely say something because they want to be a jerk. They're not trying to be rude to you. He was actually doing the opposite. He was trying to be polite. Exactly. But people, but people don't know. They don't know your story. Um, and so in this case, Bobby, like if he said, well, I would call you Miss Bobby because it's a sign of respect, you could respond with, okay, but would you mind calling me Mr. Bobby then? Because I would rather be called Mr. You know, whatever. In his mind, that's still like, that's still appropriate. And right polite. Um, so it's hard to, it's hard to know the, the quick and easiest way to get the answer to all of your questions listeners is to just ask the person who you're talking to. And it can feel weird, but I promise you on the receiving end, it feels nice. It feels nice for somebody to say, I get so many emails from people who call me Mr. Taylor Griffith, Mm -hmm. um, because my first name is neutral. And, um, I don't understand exactly what you're saying. Like I sign all my emails, Taylor, you, I gave you an out. Just call me Taylor. You don't have to call me Mr. Mr. I used to have phone calls with people, especially when I was a journalist where I'd go meet them in person after emailing with them. And they would be surprised that I was a woman. I was like, well, I, I don't know why you're surprised that I'm a woman because it's a general neutral name and you called me Mr. I never called myself Mr. So and I think that's what I was saying. It goes to, if you just call us by our names, we do that. But it goes right back to what you were saying is those that really care and it's important to, and I'll go one step further and we're going to talk about allies because that came up. There are plenty of people not in the LGBT community that are just allies and they want to be respectful because they know they want, how could I let everybody know? And so again, you can have this long list of pronouns and, and everything and a same-sex couple may go, oh my gosh, okay, great. An ally couple might go, you know what? Here's somebody. I love this mission. They're very open. They're accepting. They love everybody. We're going to go with them because they encompass inclusion. Yep, you're describing me right exactly. now. I am very purposeful with where my fiance's name is David. We are paying for our wedding ourselves. We don't have tons of money, but I think we have a healthy budget. We're spending $20,000. He's spending ten. I'm spending ten. <laughs> we're having 50 people because we'd rather have a nicer wedding the way that we want to with fewer people than not as high quality with more people. Um, And every single choice that we've made in this wedding has been very purposeful because it's a big deal to us. It's a lot of money. It's our own money that we worked really hard for. And um, I don't want to spend my money with somebody who like doesn't 
get it because it's such an important thing for me. I get it. And I'm an ally. I am a white, cisgender, straight, well-educated, middle-class woman. I, that's probably the most important thing that I want to say in this entire interview. So listen up uh, if you're, you know, kind of zoned out for a second, which is like, what right do I have as all of those things with so much privilege to be talking about how to refer to somebody in the, the gay community or somebody, a, a black person, um, a Jewish person, any of those things, what right do I have? Um, and, and you're right. The elephant in the room is like, I don't represent really any of those groups other than being a woman. I don't represent any minority group in any way. Um, and that is, that's called privilege and privilege is powerful. And, uh, just like, you know, Spider-Man and uncle Ben, you know, with great, with great power comes great responsibility. I feel like privilege is power. You have that power. It is your responsibility to use it for good. And so use your platform to educate other people. I mean, if you look at in history, any kind of social revolution of any kind, whether that's like black civil rights, women's rights, LGBT rights, any of those things, they very rarely get success without help from allies. Right. Um, so it's your job. If you have that privilege to use it for good, use your voice, use your platform, stand up for those people who need your help. So that's like, I know that it feels weird sometimes. You're like, what right do I have? You have, you have a lot of power and you should feel empowered to use that as use your platform. And you're helping to move the industry forward. I mean, we're just talking about the wedding industry and we all know lots of times it's a lot, it's really vanilla. Lots of times it's geared just straight, straight community. And you know, and I'm not using the word straight as a derogatory comment. I'm just saying that's basically what the wedding industry been, you know, coming up on five years pretty soon, we now have the legal right to be married. So let's be real vendors. I'll say it. We have money to spend. You know, the gay community has money to spend. They want to spend money, but they're going to spend it with those that have helped get them here, have helped get us able to say yes. And if you don't let people know that and you don't let, and you don't talk those words and then you're welcoming these couples and they fill out a contact form. And so they just, you just have partner one or partner two or whatever you want to call it. You know, we just use name, (laughs) you know, who are you? Tell us your name. And then you fill out the form. And then from there, you're having a conversation like you and I are having. Hey, man, I'm so excited you're here. What pronouns would you like to use? Or they'll yeah. just tell you when they feel that comfortable. Yeah. And again, I don't, I'm not here to judge why your name's Taylor, why your name's Steven, what, what you're doing. I'm here to be a service to you. How can I best serve you? And the more educated we are, the better we can educate yeah. others. And then look how far we keep growing and we keep changing. So a lot of the questions that came in were like, once I get the people here and I do send my forms out, am I, is, there, is there something that's better than something else? For instance, somebody wrote, I think Karen is a wedding planner. I don't like partner one and partner two. It sounds so harsh. Yeah. I don't like one and two because yeah. I feel I th- I'm degrading. What some guidelines maybe you can have, again, just say name maybe, but if you don't want to do that and you're trying to really push the I'm inclusive, What's some other yeah. tips that you have for that? Um, you could just say the happy couple Yep. and have, instead of two text boxes where you would fill in name one, name two, you just say, tell us the name of the happy couple. And then somebody could enter both names together. And then they would say, you know, Taylor Griffith and David De La Fuente. And from there, you've got both of them in one spot. You could keep them separate and say name one, you know, name, name, um, partner one, partner two. Um, you could have a drop down with like Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. Um, and then the name and then do that again for the next one. So now you're attaching like a, some kind of a pronoun with it. Um, but I think like the the easiest way to... The easiest way to say it is either name, name, or if you want to be cutesy, the easiest way to say it is the name of the happy couple. Exactly. Names of the happy and I think that's fun. I think it shows you're exciting and happy because they are happy. You know, yeah. come up with something clever like that. And that, and you came up, you hit on one of the other ones that somebody had asked, you know, can we ask Taylor if, should we be using Ms., Mr., and Miss on any of our farms anywhere as we're trying to attract couples to come work with us, should we be, should we just be eliminating those three words 
and trying yeah. something else or should we still continue to use them? Yeah, I understand that those titles um, are in a lot of parts of the world are considered to be polite. So I think the less the less places you put those, the better because you're you're reducing your chances of making a mistake. Um, so if like in all of your communication says Ms, Mr, Miss, whatever, you're just, there's more opportunities for you to get it wrong and to make a mistake and you feel embarrassed, they feel embarrassed or maybe frustrated. It's kind of a weird thing. So you could eliminate them altogether and that's probably personally what I would do. Um, but if you wanted to keep them, I would just put it in strategic places where it's really going to matter. So maybe not in your website copy, but in a follow-up email, for example, and just be very sure that you triple check things before, before you send them. And don't you too, don't you think too, Taylor, that I think now couples really do a lot of research. They look on the Instagram probably first and Facebook, and then they may dive over into their website. Yep. So I think if people see that that is how you talk and yep. that's the tone that you use, and those are common words for you, they're, they're going to know you talk like that. They're going to know yeah. you say honey or miss, or God forbid you say the word, Hey doll. Yeah. That's another conversation, <laughs> but you know, I mean, Oh my, you might yeah. nails on chalkboard. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, but it's things like that. So I think once they hear your voice and they see how you're doing, they also know how you talk and how that resonates. So then yeah. some of the questions that came in were, all right, I've got my website. Yep. I'm pretty inclusive do we think that this language is always going to be changing like anything else? I need to update it. And we had about seven questions that were Taylor. How do I, how do I know I got the pronouns right? Yep. You know, when do I know I need to change? And then the eighth question in that bundle was like, am I excluding transgender if I don't use the words transgender and do I need to say interracial couple? So those are two things that go with the pronouns we're talking about. So it's a big question, but Let's talk yeah. a little bit about those things, those few things. And again, everybody, we're not saying right or wrong. We're not saying yeah. this is it. We're just, we're having yeah. a conversation yep. about things that wedding vendors have asked yep. and that wedding vendors want to know, because if you want to be inclusive, you got to, you, sometimes you got to, you got to be, you're going to have to make a mistake to understand yep. how to make it right. Right. So the first thing to say is that this kind of stuff changes all the time. Um, so it is something that is going to change. And if you update to what's appropriate now, and then you never update again, at one point or another, you're probably going to have the wrong thing. It's just how it works. You didn't do anything wrong. It's just, it's language, it evolves. So if you think about the black community, for example, you know, Negro used to be an acceptable term and then it evolved to colored and then, you know, like, but you would never call somebody a Negro now. That's hugely offensive. Right. Um, so it's going to change. You might offend somebody. It, it's going to happen. Don't be afraid of it. Cause again, I believe that it is worth it. Making the mistake and trying is, is worth the risk of potentially embarrassing yourself or getting it wrong. Um, so in terms of like, how often do you update stuff? That's very hard to know. I would say, again, the easiest way is you just ask people. So if you have a friend, um, or a coworker or somebody who is part of the a community that you're trying to talk to and you want to make sure that you're saying the right thing, ask them, you know, I, this is something that I talk about regularly just because I care about it so much. And I was giving a, um, a workshop not that long ago and I was talking about race as a category. Um, and somebody responded in the comments and said, just so you know, a lot of people find race to be offensive and they prefer, they prefer the term ethnicity. Like, I didn't know that and I'm the one teaching on the topic. So, you know, there's always going to be things that are changing. You have to be okay with sometimes getting it wrong um, and then course correcting. So I changed all of my literature anywhere that it said race. I changed it to ethnicity. Um, places that you can go to look for stuff like that. Um, I have, and this is going to be in the show notes, but I have, I put together like a PDF inclusive language guide that I give out for free to whoever wants it. It covers it's not specific to the wedding industry. So it would cover any business, any industry. It talks about sexuality, gender, ethnicity, uh, disability, et cetera. Um, but so you, so you can go in the show notes and download those and see some, some language swaps. There are some things, but all of that information is based on what I would consider to be like the industry standard quote unquote of where to find this, which is the AP style book. Um, I, as I mentioned, started my career as a journalist. The AP style book is like the dictionary for journalists of how do you refer to 
certain things. They change that every year, just like the dictionary is updated every year. So it's going to be changing, but you can always Google like black versus African-American AP style book. And you'll see that the appropriate term now is black. Black should be lowercase. Um, a few years ago, it was African-American, but guess what? Not every black person is African or American. Right. So you shouldn't use that as the umbrella term because they could be, you know, Caribbean American. They could be, um, again, not American at all. Maybe they're from the UK and they're, they're just a black person. You know, like there's so many different, different things. So, um, there's also some different groups again, like if you're interested in like the LGBT community, you can go to uh, certain advocacy groups and see what language they're using. Sometimes those groups put out guides, but a really comprehensive one in my mind is the AP style book. So I, that's where I get all of my information and I recommend that. Or of course you can talk to people who you know. Exactly. Um, Bobby, I know you had several parts to that question and I'm sure I didn't answer all of them. So was there well, something- it comes up, it comes, yeah, it comes up with, I think what I hear when I'm out and, and when I'm on stage, like you teaching, I, I get things thrown at me like, I've never heard that before. And here I'm a lesbian, but you know, things are changing every day. Because yep. I always get asked, how many letters of the alphabet can you people want? I'm like, I don't know, there's 26, maybe we want all 26, you know? Yeah. So that's always changing. So I get that question a lot of like, do I put the plus on there? LGBTQT plus, you know, do yeah. I need to add four or five others? Then what I hear a lot is we're talking pronouns. And yeah. again, everybody, I want you to hear when I say Taylor and I are not saying this versus this, but the misnomer a lot is when you start using pronouns, people confuse that with the transgender or somebody transitioning. Right. So I'm open to doing those weddings. And this is where I'm going to stick this in. You want on your soapbox for a minute? I'm going to sit here and tell you that not every vendor, just because it's trendy, should be doing interracial weddings, black weddings, mm -hmm. sex weddings. Just because it's trending doesn't mean you need to do it because we're all not capable to share our talents to the best of our ability when we do yeah. a mass, when we just yeah. toss the net so wide. So, you know, we, I get a lot of questions and we had a couple about that using pronouns, am I offending a transgender person or how do I use terms that also Great. allow transgenders to let them know that I want to be part of that community? Okay, yes. Um, so this technically is grammatically incorrect. However, it is the most inclusive thing to say, which is instead of using a pronoun, a gendered pronoun, like she or him or her, is to say they and their. So even though like my journalism school teachers will be rolling over in their pants, they're not dead though, but um, like groaning at me right now because uh, that's grammatically incorrect. However, it is the most inclusive, wi most widely accepted, like gender neutral term. So um, you can say they and there when you're talking about people. Um, it just, it's a, it's a tough subject to say. And again, like it depends on your level of comfort. If you don't want somebody to be a customer of yours, then I always think it's better to say that up front than, than to not. Um, that is a very hard thing to do, right? And it, a lot of times, sometimes it has to do with your own personal like religious beliefs or moral beliefs, but sometimes it also has to do with skill level. So let's say um, that I'm a makeup artist and I love working with people of all colors, but as a white woman, maybe I am not very skilled at doing makeup on darker skin. Um, and so I would maybe be saying like, I prefer to work with, like my skill set is with medium to fair skin tones, but I have either somebody on my team who covers darker, who's like exactly. an expert at darker skin tones, or maybe um, you would refer to another vendor who is ex has expertise in that. So um, if, if that is, if that sounds like you, um, regardless of the reason that you are interested in working or not working with a certain type of couple, um, I always think you really have to think carefully about how you want to say that because people a lot of times won't have a conversation with you about it. They'll just read it and take it at face value. So those words are really important, the words that you choose. Um, but that shouldn't discourage you from, from saying them if you don't want to work with a certain type of of people, which I know is a controversial thing to say, but I think it 
it's a win-win. You're happier, the couple's happier because they're working with a vendor who really wants to work with them and maybe has expertise in them. So, um, and that goes with what you show too. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. makeup artists that do that. Their portfolio yeah. is, is the blonde, you know, light skinned, very Southern yeah. or the dark hair, darker, and they have on there. These are my yeah. specialties. Susan does this skin. You know, we have a lot, you know, yeah. you get a lot of the, you know, you know, um, we get the Hispanics and the people say, I don't hear their hair. I make it. People like, I don't, I'm not accustomed to that hair. It is yeah. not my specialty. I own it up front, but we have somebody on our team that can do that. Yeah. And that is inclusion. That's including your team. Yes. That's including everybody. You're not saying, Hey, no, thank yeah. you. Don't call. But again, it goes back to we're in 2020. People yeah. are looking on Instagram feeds. People are looking on Twitter feeds. People are looking, they're hearing, they're seeing what you're doing and coming up to an assumption. You might as well just be honest in your words and say, Hey guys, this week I'm looking for this. I mean, I see all the time, you know, I, I see it post, Hey, we're looking for a same sex couple for an upcoming style shoot. You know, Hey, that's great. And on that note, when you're having style shoots, please, you at, please use actual gay couples, <laughs> same sex yeah, not, in not your actors or models. Right. And when you do interracial couples do the same thing. Don't forget to that's inclusion in style shoots. And again, if you have those words, you talk about style shoots, use those words Taylor's talking about, use those inclusive words saying all couples are welcome or yeah. list. There's nothing wrong yeah. with listing. These are the couples we love to work with, you know, and yeah. you know, and list it out there. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some, some Easter eggs that you can put again in your content. So like instead of women, W O M E N, you can put women, W O W O M X N the X Again, for the people who don't know what that means, they don't know what it means. But for the people who do know what it means, which by the way, it means anybody who identifies as a woman. So whether you're cisgender, trans, right. um, you know, anything, if you identify as a woman, like, you know, oh, cool. They're, they're thinking of me. Um, same thing with like Latinx. Um, you're not talking about gendered, like Latino, Latina, you're saying Latinx. So it's kind of anybody who falls in the Hispanic category. Right. And that's the way to do it too. And it's like, and you know what guys, sometimes if somebody doesn't know and they ask, you've just started a conversation. Mm -hmm. You've just moved us forward a little bit by somebody asking that question, you yeah. know? Um, so when you, we have all this on our website and we get everything going and then we start our printed, our printed process. Um, some of the people are asking a little bit about, you know, not that there's a lot of print advertising or places to advertise, but in the print form, if you were in a magazine and going yep. forward, um, using the correct words there as well. As you said, yep. we need to on our website and have, so I mean, if you're going to show a same sex couple, you also need to have the terminology to go with it. One of the questions that I thought was, was, it's a very smart question, but it's like, you know, we're going to get this double spade spread where we have this, we have this big style shoot and there's nothing inclusive about it. In hindsight, they were wishing that would be more inclusive. They have these great spreads with a sheet. So now they have the right, they have X amount of words for text. This mm -hmm. is where they can use this. We love all couples. Everyone's accepted here, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Go ahead and be forthcoming and doing that. Don't shy away from that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and let's say exactly that you're running an ad. You, it turns out you don't have a very inclusive image, um, but you want to get that message across you can use your words to amplify that. And you can be um, particular about the, the images that you choose. So maybe in that case, you choose an image that just has one person in it rather than the couple. Um, so that way you could show an image of a groom and then say, you know, we love all couples or, you know, congratulations, Mr. and Mr. or something like that. And you would never know that that entire shoot actually was with a straight couple because of the, the words that you put with it. I will say though, um, advertising is very expensive. It's a little less, ex it's a little easier to fix and therefore less expensive in the digital world. If you're doing Facebook, Instagram, Google ads, but if you're going to do a print ad, I highly recommend that you hire a, a copywriter to at least 
edit what you have because you will spend so much money and then once you see it in print realize that there is a typo or you said something offensive or whatever and so if there was ever going to be a time when you did spend a little bit extra dollars to like do it right the first time it would be it when you're doing a magazine ad that's going to be printed you know 200,000 times and sent all over the country you know those kinds of things. Gosh, no, I agree hundred percent of that. Like I said, I don't think too many people would do that anymore, but I mean, I'm right now you're seeing so many people pushing Facebook yeah, and people pushing. Um, another question that came up a lot was, um, and we'll, it'll segue into a little things that you're doing. Yeah. Um, are there classes or are there workshops? Um, you and I probably know a few, but, uh, talk a little bit about some of the things that you offer and the workshops that you offer, because do you think that most people, I think wedding vendors should spend the time to grab a couple courses or two that just to help them get brought up to 2020 if they want to be inclusive and they need to be inclusive they have to you learn by trial and error but yeah. i also think it's worth investing you know a little bit of money taking time listening because again it's going to change all the time anyway yeah. but we're, we invest in everything else we invest in how to do this and how to do that and crms yeah. for our websites and, yeah. and website designers so what are some of the yeah. things that you're doing there that uh, people could grab and maybe elaborate on those a little bit yeah, totally. Um, I think it's really valuable to educate yourself because again, there's a lot at stake. These are real, first of all, these are real people with real feelings and real marriages that you want to be respectful of and help them celebrate. But on top of it, for you as a business person, um, those mistakes can be costly. You can lose potentially thousands of dollars from one poorly worded email or from one exclusive website. So it's very important that you invest in those things. Um, one of the first things that I did um, when I went to college, I'm a graduate from the University of Maryland, and they, at, at least at the time, had one of the most progressive, um, it's called the LGBT Equity Center, um, and very inclusive campus. And the Equity Center had a free training for people to go to. And I went there and got certified, like took the class, got certified. And that was one of those things that has still stuck with me all of these years later. Like the thing that I kind of was like my foundation for knowing what to say and what's okay and what's not was taking that course there. So I think if you can attend some kind of a training or a webinar or take a course, then more power to you, please absolutely do that. Um, I know that Equally Wed offers a course uh, training wedding vendors specifically to be inclusive um, all across the board throughout your entire process, your marketing and the business side of things for sure. It's not something that I offer at the moment. I have definitely taught like free classes about it. I would hope um, to have the opportunity to speak at like wedding conferences in the future to talk about this topic because it's just something that really matters to me and I think is important. But basically like the thing that I offer, quote unquote, I have the, the free inclusive language guide. And then if you hire me as your copywriter, everything that I write will be inclusive. Um, so maybe if there's enough demand for it, that would be something in the future where maybe I would offer like a course or something. But I find courses are, I don't have a problem with courses in general, but for me as a copywriter, I just, I don't believe in templates. I don't believe in like any kind of cut and paste cookie cutter insert, like swipe files, any of that stuff. I just don't like it because it's inauthentic. And that's like totally the opposite of how I feel about things. So rather than like teach a course, there's only so much that I could teach you in a course before I would need to see like your exact words and right. then help you fix them. So it's just one of those things where like you can educate yourself and try and write better whether that's taking a course, doing a free online webinar or downloading like a PDF guide, like what I have. And then at a certain point, if you really want, if, if you don't have the time to learn it yourself and make sure that everything is consistent yourself, you can hire a professional copywriter or somebody like me who would be, be looking at that for you. And, you know, listeners, for those of you, you know, this is a, when you want to make sure this is the episode after, but, you know, we talked to Taylor on a previous episode about copywriting for your website and copywriting for weddings. So, you know, we'll make sure to link you back to that part, but do you still, are you still offering like the free website audit, you know, oh, look? Yep. so people yep. definitely, that's a way, if you, if you want to know right off the bat, if you're not using any of these words we've talked about, you're not being inclusive. So, I mean, Taylor can take a look at that and then from there, guide you on how she can best serve you too. Yep, totally. So that's 
It's ltedditorial.com slash free hyphen review. Um, and anybody and everybody who wants me to look at a single page from your website and give you some feedback, I'll do that. And in addition to talking about mess, you know, your messaging, your story, your visuals, the layout, all those things, I'll also say, Hey, by the way, you're talking about brides on here. And yes. just so you know, that's not very inclusive. Not everybody is a bride. Right. Um, so I would recommend changing to X and that's, that's totally free for anybody who wants it. Just like my inclusive language guide is free for anybody. Who yeah. And like it. she said, we'll make sure we have the way out. And you know, vendors listening in, we all know that, you know, I've been it, I've been doing it 40 years. Just one of the last ones I did, the DJ accidentally said, Mr. And Mrs. And I had two women coming up. It oh. is a habit that the world is built in. And I always say, give the vendors some grace, but it, it's always funny because the eyes go right to me. Like, wherever the gay person is in the room when this happens, all the eyes are on the gay person. So like everybody looked at me. I'm like, what do you people want me to do? I'm, I'm, I'm taking a picture. Thank heaven this was up for us. Cause I was like, are you fucking kidding? Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, because I'm like, we've been here all day. We've been here all day. And that's me where it goes back to, I hate that part of a wedding. And I, people heard me say on the other episodes, just introduce, Hey, this is Susie and Mark. Hey everybody. Well, we already know who they are. You yeah. know their names anyway. Here's the couple. Let's go. We know who they are. are we, yeah. You know, we had to RSVP to get this seat, yeah. you know? So it's like, yeah. I know that, you know, again, it's that tradition. Oh, I've taken his name. Everybody wants to hear Mr. and Mrs. Susie Smith, you know? And, and you know, and it's, I get it. But if you ask the couples most of the time, they're like, no, we don't even want to be introduced anymore. I don't, most of my couples are like, no, we just, hey, say we're here. Say, hey, we, you know, welcome to the party. Here's the next chapter. This is what we can do for you. Um, and so, I mean, so again, it's, it's all those things that happen. So vendors give yourself some grace because we have all been using the word bride and groom. Hey, yeah. bride and groom, step over here. Hey, bride and groom. And a lot of it is <laughs> trader secret for the engaged uh, couples listening is sometimes we really do forget your name because every yeah. weekend, like for me, I had last year three marks in a row. There was no way I was going to remember at a wedding what Mark Susie, Mark Amy, and Mark Sheila, I knew I would get the wrong one because I had Mark three weeks in a row. I was yeah. like, I'm just going to say, hey, Mark and your sweetheart, come here. You know what I mean? Because I knew that I don't want to call by the, you know, and we make those blunders and we make those mistakes because we're doing it every weekend. So we're going to shift a little bit and come off website a little bit because I do think you're an authority on this. Um, we had a couple of vendors that run larger teams and their questions okay. were, how do I become inclusive and use inclusive language with my team? Oh, great offend, question. Right. And not offend the rest of my team. You know, and I mean, I mean, I mean, we're not talking about outing anybody here. We're going to talk about you have a team of people that you know for a fact, some fall in these categories. How do you include them all so it's a team without offending somebody else? Maybe some tips there. Yeah. Um that is a great question. Um, and it kind of goes back to what you were just saying about like, we make these mistakes, you're gonna, you're gonna make them. And thankfully your team does work with you every day. And so they will know if you do make a mistake that you didn't mean it. And of course you can always follow up afterward and apologize. I would say practice makes perfect. So just like if you change your language on your print materials, your website, that's the first step towards like breaking an old habit and getting into a new habit of being more inclusive with your language. Um, and that applies to your staff too. The more you say it to your staff, the more likely you are to say it to your couples and other vendors who you work with and, and whatever. So when you hire somebody new, uh, I would extend them the same courtesy of asking them, what's your name? How would you like to be referred to? Um, what makes you most comfortable when it, I don't know, um, like if there's a, you know, when you're giving them a tour of your office, for example, just say, here is the men's restroom and here's the woman's restroom. You don't need to ask, which restroom would you like to use? Right. Just say, let me show you the whole office. Here's the men's restroom. Here's the women's restroom. Here's blah, blah, blah. We have a gender neutral restroom, whatever the, the situation is. Um, I think just, again, like building relationships with people and you want to do this with your couples, but you really have an opportunity to do it with your employees get to know somebody when you hire them. I'm sure you have a small enough team that you would actually know them as a person. And so get to know um, 
who they are, how they, how they like things. I, I don't think it is appropriate to hire somebody and then ask them, so are you gay? Like that, that is not appropriate. Don't do that. Um, or like if, if someone has, um, darker skin, you wouldn't say like, where are you from or what ethnicity are you? Those are inappropriate and offensive things to do. So don't do that. Um, but just instead get to know somebody over time, say, um, tell me about your personal life. Do you have someone special in your life? Do you have a, are you, are you married? Do you have a partner? Um, do you have children? You know, all the things that you would do just extending like common, common courtesy. Um, and then if you, if you have, a, especially if you have an office space, I think that there's a real opportunity to set, set some like actual policies for your company and your team and your office about what's appropriate and what's not. So like having a policy in place that says, uh, this is an inclusive office space. We welcome all employees of all ethnicities, genders, um, et cetera, et cetera, all, all the things. Um, and just have that as an official policy. So that way, again, the people who don't care, they don't really care. But the people who do care, they really, they really care. And there's a lot of things that you can do in the hiring process too. Like it's not enough when you're trying to hire a new florist for your team and everybody else is white and a woman it's okay for you to say, I am not officially hiring for this role until we get at least five qualified men who apply, or I'm going to go out there and look for men and recruit them. And it doesn't mean you have to hire a man. You can still hire a woman, but at least you would sit there and go, okay, well, we, we tried. We had a, a solid candidate list and this is somebody we picked. Same thing with, again, like ethnicity, age, experience, all of those things. You can say, we we really looked and you make an effort in hiring those people. And then also this is very big issue in the, um, with people of color and with women is that those people very rarely advance, um, or not rarely, but they have more trouble advancing to higher levels in the company because they don't get sponsorship or like support from people higher up. So, um, make sure that those people you're having conversations about like their career growth and, spend some one-on-one -on -one time with them, give them career advice, help them develop their skill set because they're never going to move up and make more money, have a better career, all the things that they want if you're not helping them and supporting them. Well, and that's the thing. You want to show diversity? Show diversity. Have a diverse team. Have a variety of people. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen it where you guys are, but the targets down here in Florida and in a couple other places that I was traveling last year, the targets all went to the name tags that are pronoun specific. specific. I, I love that. Yeah. And Target is, it's, I mean, they, I think they have actually a couple of commercials I've seen on TV or on the internet at least, but yeah, I walked into one in Florida. It was, it was her and she, and then I saw another one that was they and, you know, you know, he and they, and I mean, it's great because you have, you know, you're now saying yeah. what you're doing. And that was one of the questions that, you know, that came up with the team things. It's like, you know, I want to make sure that we wear name tags when we're at weddings and, our, our, some of our, our employees want to put that on their name tag. And again, I say do that because that's how they identify. This is who they are. And the worst that can happen is somebody asks a question. Uh, I'll preface that. We all know that's worst things can happen. But somebody starts a conversation and we get the conversation rolling and we get things going forward. But I think our key takeaways here, everybody, are is you have to start. And you have to start with the website. Very simple. Taylor's laid it out for you. And the PDF, and we're definitely going to link back, and I'm sure I'll be sharing it a little bit too. That's going to get you a leg up and really get you going to be inclusive and to not be afraid to use these words. And that's the takeaway is we have to get those words out there. We have to show that we're inclusive. And let's be real. You're leaving money on the table. I mean, these people would love to work with you if they knew it was safe. I mean, so many couples... I mean, I still get the calls for African-American woman and she'll call me and say, I'm marrying a white person. We're interracial. I see on your website that you have that. I just want to make sure it's okay. And I'm like, I even show that on my website and yet they're still asking, is it okay? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we have to have our website and our social media. We have to be accepting and open. All couples have to feel safe in coming to us. And I have to thank you so much, Taylor, for spending the time with me today and letting me know and letting everybody know these are the simple steps to come. And, you know, I, I know we're going to have you back. This episode could have went a long time, people. I really trimmed it down because I knew it was a lot. It's a heavy conversation. But mm -hmm. throughout the year, 
I'm definitely going to reach back out to you and we'll, we'll talk and do a few more things. And, and I'd love to get a little panel going with all of us um, later on once we get, before you get, maybe before, after you get married and you can tell all about <laughs> less wedding stress and less COVID wedding stress um, yeah. but come back and give us a break. But I think we're both educators at heart and we love sharing. So um, anything you want to wrap up and say before we head off to the listeners out here? Just again, it's a hard conversation to have, um, but it is so worth it. So just put a, aside your own embarrassment or confusion. Be that advocate for your team, your other vendors that you work with, your couples. It is a, a good habit to get get into, um, and it's it's one that's worth it because it makes everybody feel like they're involved. So I encourage everybody, um, like like Bobby said, reach out to me, reach out to her. I. I don't have a service offering that has to do with inclusive language. This is not something that I make money off of. It's just something that I care about because it's the right thing to do. Um, So like, please ask me questions. I would love to answer them or help you rewrite a sentence or review a page on your website, all of those things. Um, And I know Bobby feels that way too. So. Right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Go out, have a safe, safe weekend. Continue to be fabulous in all that you do. Be inclusive, open to all, share (laughs) your love, share your talents. Be passionate, but of all, I'll be kind. Lead with the heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. And thank you, Taylor. We'll talk to you soon. And if I don't see you or talk to you for November, congratulations and happy, happy wedding day. Thank you. Bye-bye. For more information about today's episode, check the show notes at BeFabopodcast.com. Hey, while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and sign up for Monday Motivations delivered hot to your inbox and there'll be more can we say more till next time be 